welcome to this very special 100th episode of A Bookish Home. I'm your host, librarian and writer, Laura Zara-Kopinski. In celebration of this milestone, I'm speaking with one of my dream guests from the beginning, romance author Jasmine Guillory. Her new book, called By the Book, is a reimagining of Beauty and the Beast and will have just come out the week this episode airs. A little more about Jasmine. She's the New York Times bestselling author of six romance novels, including The Wedding Date, The Proposal, and While We Were Dating. Her work has appeared in O, The Oprah Magazine, Cosmopolitan, Bon Appetit, and Time. She lives in Oakland, California. Welcome, Jasmine. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Um, your books are um, my absolute favorite treats. I kind of like hoard them like a miser when they come out <laughs> and then wait for the perfect moment to let myself read. It's got to be like a night away or a day that I've got to myself where I can just savor it. And then I read it way too fast. And I'm very sad when it's over. But <laughs> um, this book, this latest was no exception. Um, readers are going to love by the book. Um, and I love this quote from Jody Picot, who said, my cheeks hurt from smiling through this delightful book for adults who haven't outgrown fairy tales. And speaking of magic, how does Jasmine Guillory keep getting better and better? Um, and we'll have to dive into that because it's true. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell listeners a bit about By the Book? Yeah. Um, so By the Book is a uh, reimagining of Disney's um, Beauty and the Beast. Um, it is uh, in the Meant to Be series. They um, they started the series of sort of contemporary reimaginings of the princesses. And so um, mine is the second book I got to write about Belle, who it was really fun for me to write about because I loved Beauty and the Beast. I loved books as a kid and growing up. And so it felt really natural for me to write Belle's story. Um, I was also really excited to be able to, you know, write a kind of black Disney princess story. So that was really a thrill for me. Um, and this book by the book is about um, Isabel, who is a editorial assistant in publishing in, in New York. Um, she it was always her dream job to work in publishing. But she's sort of starting to get overwhelmed, burnt out, not sure if this is the right place for her. And then her boss wants her to go and kind of help her light a fire under this guy, Bo Towers, who was supposed to turn in his memoir, you know, well over a year ago. He was a former child star, had famous parents, um, and was supposed to write a memoir about all of that. And he just kind of disappeared. And so um, Izzy goes to his house and knocks on his door to try to get information from him um, about his book and where it's going. They kind of yell at each other for a while. And then she ends up um, moving into his house and they live there together for a few months trying to write his, uh, you know, to get, to help him write his memoir. Yes. And I love um, all the ways you kind of work in different Beauty and the Beast references. And of course, all of the bookish side of getting to see someone navigate the publishing process and um, writing and all of that. So I just kind of wondered how you approached your spin on the story and, and reworking the characters because it does feel so fresh and original. And then, of course, we love the whole bookish side of things. Oh, well, thank you so much. I think, you know, I really wanted, I watched, I watched the movie um, kind of right at the beginning uh, before I started writing because I hadn't watched it in a, in a while and I wanted to kind of get 
think, see, remember all of the little things about it that I, you know, hadn't remembered um, to get kind of fun ideas to put in the book. But then I didn't want to watch it again because I really wanted this story to be my own story. You know, I wanted um, this to be a really contemporary story that pulled in elements from Beauty and the Beast, but, but you know, made it my own. Um, and so I really did kind of think about the things that I loved about the movie and that I wanted to put in there. Um, and then the things that I thought like, oh, I will have to change this part. Um, <laughs> I thought, you know, in the movie, Belle doesn't have a lot of agency. She, um, she kind of gets forced by different people to do different things. And so I really wanted Isabel to go into all of all of the different things that she was doing in this book, I wanted her to make those decisions herself. I wanted her to really think about why she was doing it. Even if she wasn't doing it for the best of reasons, I wanted her to have a reason and like make that choice her own. Yeah. You know, it's getting me thinking one of the other questions I had, I think one of the things that I love so much about your book is that the female protagonists always have these really full, rich lives with, you know, careers they love and, you know, strong friendships and family. And I think oftentimes some of the writing advice I read or look at, it's sort of like when you're crafting the story, the character's life has to have like completely fallen apart at the beginning. And of course your characters do have problems, but they're not these like women who have lost everything and all that's going to help them is finding love. Like they already have these really wonderful lives that like the romance is sort of an addition to. Could you talk a little bit about kind of how you develop those characters and give them enough hurdles to overcome that of course we want to keep reading, but also keep them having that strong characteristics? Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. I think, um, you know, when I think, for me, writing a book is really all about the characters because I, you know, sometimes I will start with, you know, an outline. I usually start with, with some sort of outline. But by the time I get kind of midway through, the characters are really what take over because there's things that I, I look at the outline and think, oh, well, they would never do that. I have to rethink this and rechange it because, um, you know, sometimes you sort of, you think of like, what is a plot that would work for a book? But then once you think about who are the characters going to be at the beginning and keep thinking about them, I mean, they, they really do become real people to me. And so when I start thinking, well, the person who did like these four things at the beginning, they're not going to do that thing that I said they would do in the middle. Like that's <laughs> not going to happen. And so, um, so I, you know, I often start with every book for me kind of starts with a, a situation um, and then, or, or a character, you know, sort of one of those things, but if it starts with a situation, I kind of think like, who would the person be that would do that? And then I, and then I think about the character. So that really kind of goes hand in hand. Um, and so a lot of times my first drafts are about figuring out the character. So my first drafts are always kind of long and rambly. I'm kind of stumbling through things. I write a scene and think, no, that wasn't right. And then, you know, I, I rewrite it. Um, and so a lot of that is really me kind of figuring out how to tell the story and who these people are, how they got themselves into this situation. Um, and then, you know, and through, you know, and then I think, you know, I think about like, 
what is important to them in their lives? Who do they care about? What do they love? And these are all of the, sometimes I think about that consciously and sometimes I think about it like in the course of working. Um, like, you know, if it's like, if, if she leaves work early, what's she going to do? Who's she going to call? Who are the people that she's going to say like, oh, let's get a drink. I just had a stressful day. Or like, you know, oh, I'm just going to go get in bed. Who's going to call her and say, oh, I heard something terrible happen to you. Or like any of those things. Like I kind of want to know who who this person's world is so that I can help figure out partly, you know, I think the story that works best for her, but also then what is the what is the right compliment to this person and you know who is someone that she would fall in love with because i think i have written like i mean i think this this goes back actually to writing by the book um i had a very detailed outline for by the book and partly that was because um because you know this was kind of a disney book and disney story we kind of planned through certain things together and so I you know and so I talked through my editor I had the outline and then I started writing it and I wrote like the first like 30,000 words which is basically a third of the book and I got to a point and I was like no like this is not this doesn't work like this is not this character is not the right person she's like not the right for the story because I kind of knew I, I knew some other stuff and I was like, none of this would make sense. Like this is, <sighs> she would just go home now. Like, <laughs> like none of this. Had, uh, and, and then I started thinking and I spent like two days trying to like, be like, well, what if I, uh, I could fix it. And I was like, no, I can't fix it. Like I have to start over from the beginning. And I actually, I know how to change it. Like I know how to, I know what needs to be different about this character and who she is. And so like, I really thought about who the Isabel was that I wanted to write about and who like, who she could be and like what her, what her motivations were. And then I started from the beginning, the beginning again. Um, But I really needed to like know her character before I could really get into the book. That's so interesting. And when, when you say that you have to kind of figure out like, who would this person who's become so real to you fall in love with? Um, I just think that's so interesting. Like, so could you talk a little bit then about kind of crafting these relationships? And I think you're sort of known for um, just the incredible chemistry you create between your characters and just rooting for them so strongly, like turning the pages frantically to see what's going to happen with their relationship. So how do you approach that? You know, I, for me, I mean, I think, I really think about when, you know, there are two, there are two characters coming into this relationship. Um, And I really think like, what is the thing about this person that's going to make the other person fall in love with them? That's going to make them happy. And then vice versa. Like why, why would these two people fall in love with one another? What about them? What about each of them individually and them together is going to make them happy? And so, and so I really think about that a lot as I, especially at the beginning and the middle of the book, as, as I'm, as you know, the characters are getting to know each other. Why do, why are they, why are they initially attracted to each other? Why do they stay that way? Why do they, you know, why would they go out on a second date? Like all of those things I really think about. Um, And sometimes there are things that like, one person's not going to discover about the other person for, you know, another hundred pages. But I, 
I need to know about it to sort of know that that's coming and that that's going to be something that the, each of them cares about. And so I, I think I really just have to, and a lot of that, I mean, that often takes a lot of time. I mean, that takes a lot of sort of drafting and <laughs> redrafting as, I, as I've talked about. Um, but I think once I get there, that like, there's always a point in a book where I'm like, okay, I get it now. Like, I know who these people are. Uh, and but it up to that point it, it just feels like I'm sort of floundering a little um and so that that point sometimes comes like while I'm writing the first draft and sometimes it's like in the third draft and I'm like okay yeah. I got there I got there <laughs> but um but yes there it does take a little while yeah oh I always love seeing it unfold well you know as I'm as I'm thinking about you really crafting all of this and having to kind of work through it all you know, there was a part in By the Book where Izzy's talking about how her work in publishing um, and reading all these manuscripts and everything has kind of spoiled her reading life, how it's kind of making it feel like work. And it got me wondering, has being an author affected your reading life in that way? Has it like spoiled your ability to read a romance and not think, oh, like, I wish I had done that or, oh, I should use this idea for that? Or are you able to kind of separate and just enjoy books as a reader? So it hasn't spoiled my reading in that way. Um, I definitely don't, I don't, I never read other books and think I, I wish I had done this or like, or, or anything like that. But I, it ha I mean, in some ways, yes. Like being an author, being in publishing, ha it's not so much that it spoiled my reading, but it has really changed my relationship with reading. Um, reading, there's a lot of reading that is work now for me when it wasn't before. Um, so I try to sort of separate that. Um, you know, I kind of have different times of the day that I read to kind of have my relaxation reading and my work reading. <laughs> um, because I, you know, I get a lot of like advanced copies of books. And so I try to like, I want to, I want to read things that are coming out. I want to be able to recommend books. I want to be able to, um, you know, congratulate other people, but, but that is sort of, it does feel like part of my job. Um, and so then there are books that I just sort of like, will read when I'm relaxing. And so I kind of tend to separate that those out for myself a little bit. That makes sense. Um, well, one of the things that comes through as someone who kind of follows you online and is, you know, a big reader of your books is you seem so good at the promotional side of things. Like it feels very authentic and natural. And I'm curious if that um, has taken some time or if you enjoy that part of the job or if it um, gets a little overwhelming at times to be, be having to put yourself out there and get your books into the world. Yeah, I mean, thank you for saying thank you for saying that. I think, you know, I like I love interacting with readers. I have that's one of the things that I've missed so much over the past um two years is to be able to like have in-person events, talk to readers about books. Um, like that stuff I really love and I've missed so much. So I'm really looking forward to um, you know, keeping all of our fingers crossed and being able to do that. Um for by the book um, this year. It, so that part, it does, it does feel natural to me because I just really love doing it. Um, I think some things, a lot of stuff you just sort of have to like learn. There's no, I, I wish there was some sort of like guide <laughs> to like, now you're an author, this is what you have to do. And so I think a lot of us kind of stumble through and learn from other people and like, oh, she's doing that. Should I do that? Maybe I'll try that. Oh no, I don't want to do that. You know, I think like, 
I mean, just like di either different kinds of social media or like how to promote your own book or other people's books or like all of that stuff. And so I think like I feel I feel pretty I actually feel lucky that like in the very early days, nobody was following me on Instagram. So I could just like try things and then be like, oh, I didn't like that. I'll try this other thing. And this works for me. So I think you do kind of figure out how you like to do things and what works best for you and get like getting advice from other authors is crucial. Um, you know, I have like some of my author friends, I'm like, how do I make this graphic? Can you do this for me? I don't know how to do this. And so like, you sort of train things back and forth. Um, and so that some of that stuff, like talking to other authors and like getting either ideas or helping other people like makes all the difference. Oh, that's great. And I always think you have such a wonderful, and maybe this was your signature style before, but like such a fun signature author style. You always have such bright colors and lipstick and fun accessories. I feel like it's just, and it like goes with your books. Like you, I don't know. You always just look so nice on all oh, your thank you so much. <laughs> I, have always, I have always been obsessed with lipstick. So that is, <laughs> that, is, that, is that has not changed throughout my life. <laughs> well, you know, so much has happened. And, you know, I was looking back, you've got clips on the Today Show, um, Hello Sunshine optioned um, some of your books. And, you know, it got me wondering, like, I would imagine that a lot of big writer dreams have come true, like from you know, first getting published to having all this success. And it kind of got me wondering like what your dreams are now for your career. Yeah. You know, that that's something that I have really thought about a lot um, as sort of as dreams kind of get fulfilled early on. And then you kind of think about other stuff. And I think for me, it really, at, at core, like my dream is to keep finding joy in the writing. Um, and so to keep being able to write books that I love to do and that I, it, it still feels good and fun and exciting for me every time that, I mean, I think there are lots of, uh, you know, there are lots of things that would be exciting to happen. Um, but I think for me, like that is the thing that could keep me doing this, you know, for, for many years to come. And I think that's the only way to be able to sustain a career like this is to, to still, to still love it. Oh, that's so good. Like joy in the process as the goal. I really yeah. like that. Well, you know, one of the things I always um, like to ask guests is to share um, something that they have, or a few books that they've been reading lately. Are there any books that you'd want to recommend to listeners? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's a book that, uh, just came out very recently. Um, it's called Bomb Shelter um, by Mary Laura Philpott. It's a memoir. Um, and it's, it, it I, I just loved this book so much. It talks about kind of her experience during, I think it's like a really sort of two year period, but it sort of flips back to other points in her life um, and starts with when her teenage son had a seizure in the middle of the night and then kind of the way that their family all dealt with it and how how she kind of dealt with like 
her anxieties as a mother um, while still wanting her kid to like experience all the things and like be a normal teenager. And, and you know, and she also was like writing at the time. Um, she had a book come out in the middle of this. And I, and like, I've, I've met Mariler. She's wonderful. I saw her like at a book festival during one of these things. I had no idea that any of this was going on in her life. And so it is just really like, you know, heartwarming and wonderful and like there are hard parts in it, but it really, even, I mean, even if you like don't have children, you don't, you can think about like all of the times in your life where you've really worried about some member of your family or some, or yourself and all of that and kind of how we all got through. Um, so I just love that book so much. Um, I really loved Kiss and Tell. Um, it's a new young adult novel. It, um, it is about like the star of a boy band and his romances. Um, he's sort of at the beginning of the book. He's very recently broken up with um, another boy and they're both 17, I think. Um, and then he kind of starts falling for someone else, but there's a lot of drama in the background because he's famous and, you know, people really care about his relationships. And it's really just lovely kind of meditation on like growing up and fame and um, kind of how to be a person in the world. And I just really loved that book a lot. Um, and then kind of on a very different note, I really loved Scoundrel by Sarah Weinman. It's um, a true crime novel, but I I often struggle with true crime because sometimes it can seem a little too like, like it, like it cares too much about the criminal and, and not the victims. <laughs> um, but I think Sarah did an amazing job of really talking through like, the effect that this man had on his victims and also like all of the ways that he tricked people into helping him get out of jail. Um, but it, it's really fascinating. Oh, those all sound really interesting. I'll have to link to all of those. And then, you know, you have so much happening. So by the book is just coming out the week this airs, um, it'll have just come out. And then I saw um, the cover reveal recently um, for the next book after that, which I think is drunk, drunk on love or yes, drunk, drunk on love. Yes. Drunk on love. And then I would imagine um, you're also working on something even after that. So could you kind of tell us a little bit about what is coming next um, in terms of your books? Yeah, so Drunk on Love comes out in um, September. It's currently scheduled for September 20th. Um, publishing dates are sort of a suggestion at this point because of the, you know, the supply chain is so chaotic. So let's hope it stays September 20th. Um, but it is about um, Margot and Luke. Um, Margot uh, owns a winery in um, Napa Valley along with her brother, and um, she meets Luke at a bar one night after she kind of leaves work frustrated. Um, Luke is sitting next to her at the bar. They leave together. They hook up that night. And then the next morning, she gets to work and discovers that Luke is the their new hire at the winery. Her brother hired him, and she did not know that. And so um, throughout the book, it's sort of them trying to deal with her being his boss. Um, and the book is about how they figure that out and how they figure out their relationship. Oh, I can't wait for that one. I'm already <laughs> thinking like, what will I be doing in September or October that I should save that one for? <laughs> well, plan a vacation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and are you, I'm, I'm guessing if there's already a cover for that, you're pretty much 
done or are you already kind of thinking of a next project after that? Um, I, well, I just turned in copy edits for that. So I have oh, you know, I a see. few more, few more things to work on for it, but it, it's close to done. <laughs> close to the finish line. That's yeah. exciting. Um, and is there any news? I'm sure other readers are also just can't wait for the adaptations of these from Hello Sunshine. Is that I know it's probably a hard time to be making film or TV right now, but is there any update on that? No, no update yet. Keep keep your fingers crossed. Oh, they are they are very much crossed. I just have a couple last sort of little quick questions. Do you have a um, a favorite reading spot? Yes, the bathtub. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so good. I tend to do most of my reading in the bathtub, um, sometimes on the couch, and then if I'm on vacation, of course, the ideal spot is like you know the perfect beach chair by the beach or the pool. Oh, love that. And um, where do you typically write your books? And are you um, like writing on a laptop or longhand? Um, so it varies. I actually um, for. For Drunk on Love and for While We Were Dating, I the entire first drafts I wrote out by hand, um, which was, it just feels like a very bad thing to do for many reasons. It's very slow. It makes my hand hurt. Um, but somehow, like, my brain just worked like that for those books. Um, for By the Book, I typed it on my laptop. But there were points when, because I'd written While We Were Dating shortly before writing by the book and I was like I'm going back to a laptop now and then there were points when I missed writing by hand so there were like certain parts of the book when I switched to like I'll pull out a notebook to write this and so so I do kind of go back and forth some it's always so interesting to hear about have um a favorite place to get your um, reading recommendations or a favorite like indie bookstore that you like to go to um, the, for bookstore, the bookstore that I go to the most often is East Bay Booksellers um, in here in Oakland. Um, and they have been, I've gone there for like years before I was um, a published author. And then I've had all of, you know, an event for every book um, there, <laughs> except for the last two <laughs> um, <laughs> when they came out during the pandemic. Um, but they have been wonderful for me. And you can always buy signed copies of my books from them. Um, you, uh, they have a bunch of signed copies and if you want them personalized I just drop in and do it so they are really lovely oh, about nice. that um, and they have really great book recommendations so I buy books there all the time too um, for recommendations I sort of get them everywhere you know I have so many writer friends and so I get recommendations from them I see stuff on um, social media and then you know from like my editor and my agent they have books coming out and so I sort of get book recommendations from all sides <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I love that. And then I guess just lastly, is there a piece of writing advice that maybe you were given early on in your career that um, still really resonates with you today or that you still use? I, th I, I think the thing that resonates with me the most and that I, that I still think about all the time as I'm reading is like, keep reading. Um, because so much of how I have learned to be a writer is through reading other books, um, you know, seeing, seeing what works in books and what doesn't seeing what, um, 
what makes you care about something, right? You know, what, like, why have I fallen in love with this book? And, you know, kind of, I, I often, when I'm reading books for the first time, I usually don't think about any of that and just kind of get lost in the story. Um, yeah. yeah, and I, I will go back and read books after, you know, sort of reading them the first time to really figure out what it was that made me fall in love with it, made me care about the characters. Um, you know, I think about like craft in like the sentence structure and all sorts of things. And so reading, reading books really is the thing that like brings me back to writing every time. I love that. Um, well, Jasmine, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Congratulations on Buy the Book. Um, and I'm just looking forward to getting to read all the future books and do hope you can do get that goal of continuing to find joy um, in the writing process. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. For links to all of the books mentioned on this week's episode, you can visit abookishhome.com. And there you'll also find a link to our new online bookshop. Um, a Bookish Home has teamed up with the new organization Bookshop.org, which supports independent bookstores. And if you'd like, you can browse books by authors who have been guests on A Bookish Home. I'm also sharing there all of the books mentioned on the podcast, books I've been reading lately, and other recommendations. It's a really wonderful site to browse and look through books. And if you make a purchase, it supports A Bookish Home and independent bookstores, so it's a win-win. So if you want to check that out directly, it's bookshop.org slash shop slash a bookish home. And you'll also find that at abookishhome.com. If you are enjoying the show, I hope you take a minute to subscribe and also rate and review in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would encourage you to share it on social media to help other people find the show and this episode. Thanks for listening, everyone, and happy reading.